Well, hey, friend, how are you? I hope you are having a wonderful day. My dog is in the studio this morning, <laughs> helping me do this podcast. So if you hear some strange noises, that's what's going on. I have a little Boston Terrier. Her name is Rosie. And well, she thinks that she pretty much owns and runs this house and everybody in it. And, you know, for the most part, she's not wrong. So I have a question for you. Do you ever feel like there's just not enough time? I think we've all had those times where we feel like there just aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done that we need to get done. And if we want to make the most of our time, a great place to start is by addressing the time-sucking, time-wasting behaviors that are stealing this super valuable resource from us. So on this episode, we are going beyond the social media scrolling that we all know steals time. And we're going to talk about six behaviors that you can address now to take back your time. Let's do it. Welcome to Fruition Mindset, where it's all about mindset coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. Ever feel like life is passing you by? Do you want to have a purpose-filled business that lights you up? Do you keep procrastinating and putting your dreams on the back burner? When I wanted to start my first business over 10 years ago, I was the same way. It didn't matter how many letters I had behind my name or what my credentials were, I never felt ready or qualified. After I had a session with a coach that totally shifted my perspective, everything changed for me. Hi, I'm Kayla Eggenberger, wife, mama, mindset coach, and daughter of the king. And I'm here to tell you that your breakthrough is on the other side of letting go of fear and perfectionism and stepping into who God has created you to be and where he's calling you to go. On this podcast, you'll learn how to renew your mind, get clarity on your purpose, and make confident decisions so you can walk out your faith with focus and consistency to finally create the freedom you want in your life and business. If you're ready to develop the mindset you need to take the dreams God has laid on your heart and bring them into fruition, you are in the right place. So fill up your favorite mug, grab your journal, and get ready to take some thoughts captive. So it's kind of hard to nail down exactly how much time the average American wastes each day. I did a little bit of research on this, and I found answers anywhere from two hours to nine hours a day in the quick searches that I did. And the same for when it comes to social media use, which we're not just talking about social media. And if you dare, you can actually check your social media usage on your phone. What I found about how much time people waste in general did seem to kind of correlate with the amount of time people spend on social media. So, you know, take that for whatever you want. But we're not just talking about wasted time on social media today. We're actually going further and deeper than just that to look at time wasters. But I want to share that even if you're on the low end of wasting time, like even if you're only wasting two hours per day, that's still 60 hours a month. You guys, that's an entire work week and a half each month. And if you extrapolate that, I think I'm using that word correctly, (laughs) for an entire year, That's an entire month out of a year. So friend, this math seems bonkers to me. And so feel free to double check it because I I did it multiple times because I thought, how can it be that much? If you're wasting two hours a day, 
bed means a whole month out of the year. Now, do we have to be like super productive all the time? Of course not. Of course not. Resting, doing things you really enjoy, leisure time, those are different. I don't consider those wasted time. So whenever I'm talking about wasting time, just know that those are not the things I'm talking about. I'm not saying that you have to be working or constantly productive in order to not be wasting time. But the six things we're going to talk about today, I see as time wasters because not only do they take our time, but they create a negative effect in your life. So let's just start with number one, which is indecision. And it's two siblings, confusion and overwhelm. I feel like these all go together. And I've talked about indecision on many episodes. I will link them in the show notes. That way, if you you know, if you struggle with indecision, if this is something that you do notice yourself wasting time, not being able to make a decision, it, it, those are some great resources. I think it's pretty obvious why indecision is such a huge time waster. One of them is that it usually keeps us stuck, right? Because we're not making a certain decision, we're not able to move forward and progress on whatever it is. And it could literally be anything. It might be something in your business. It might be something related to your house or your kids. Indecision keeps us stuck right where we are. And the big time waster here is that not only are we wasting time because we're not able to move forward, we are wasting time by thinking about and mulling over and ruminating about the decision itself. And so whenever you start making decisions very quickly and easily, your productivity and your amount of wasted time goes down drastically. This is why I talk about decision making being such a power skill. And it's one of the things that we do in Unstuck Sessions. Getting that clarity and direction and knowing your next step and making that decision of what needs to happen next is huge. Of course, if there's something that you're struggling with, either with indecision or any of these things that we're going to talk about today, you just go to fruitionmindset.com forward slash unstuck to book a session with me. And the way that it works is whenever you go to sign up, there is a brief intake form that just has a few questions on it. And recently, someone that did an unstuck session said that just doing the intake form alone gave her so much clarity that she already made a decision just from the intake form. And then, of course, our session was just icing on the cake and helping her actually take those next steps and follow through on that decision. The second behavior that is a huge time waster are avoidance behaviors. I kind of lump these all together. So this is where you might be scrolling social media or binging on Netflix or YouTube. And no shade, like YouTube is a big pull for me. All of these things are designed to suck you in and have you spend more time, all of these platforms, right? And so we have to be aware of that. I'm not a neuroscientist, but from what I understand, we get a dopamine hit whenever we you know, engage with these things. And it's a great way to avoid feeling negative emotion. And we may not even be realizing that we're using these things like social media or, you know, binging Netflix or YouTube. Other things are online shopping, gaming, overeating, overdrinking. Of course, there are more things than just this list, but these are some of the more common ones. And these are avoidance behaviors. They're, they're behaviors we tend to do because we're avoiding either negative emotion or just feeling our feelings in general. We know that these things are taking our time. We can know that they're having a negative effect in our lives, and yet it can be very difficult 
to stop them, just try to kind of white knuckle stop these things without addressing that we have to be willing to feel whatever emotion that we are avoiding whenever we turn to these types of behaviors to to feel better. One of the main ways to stop these avoidance behaviors is to address and be willing to feel whatever it is you're trying to avoid. Number three, people-pleasing. You may be wondering, how, how does people-pleasing waste time? Well, whenever I do my to-do list detox workshops, one of the things we do is we look at all of our to-dos, all the things we feel like we should do, want to do, need to do, would love to do, dream about doing, all the things. And through that process, we take a look at what we can eliminate. And one of the things that I recommend that you eliminate are the things that you're doing that are people-pleasing activities. What's on your schedule of things to do that you're really doing not because you want to, not because you feel called to, not because it's a true sense of duty or service, but it's because you want people to think of you in a certain way or you're afraid or don't want to feel the discomfort of saying no and declining. The sneaky part of this is that a lot of times they're good things. It may be volunteering to bake something for church or for school or attending an event that's a good event, but you know, that time would be better spent used elsewhere and you really don't want to go, but you don't want to say no, that kind of thing. This can take up a lot of time if this is a habit for you and if it's really difficult for you to say no. And so unlike avoidance behaviors, which we just kind of do unconsciously and don't really realize, the people-pleasing to-dos that we add on are a little bit more obvious. Although if this is a habit for you, you may not realize they're obvious. If this is a pattern for you, I suggest starting by just being aware of what you say yes to and the things that are on your to-do list this week. Is there anything on there that you want people to think a certain way of you and therefore you're doing, but you know that that time could really be spent in a better way? Or is there something you're doing just because you're trying to avoid the discomfort of saying no? That's where I would start. You may be surprised just how much time opens up once you become more comfortable with saying no to some of these things. Our next time waster, number four, judging ourselves and others. Think on some level, maybe we think that if we spend time judging others, judging ourselves, that we're somehow changing something or making something better. Like this is a process that we need to go through in order to make things better. And of course, we all have thoughts that, you know, come into our mind that aren't necessarily intentional, but we do get to decide what to do with them if we want to take that thought and kind of run with it and ruminate on it. Or do we want to just acknowledge it and kind of send it, send it on its way and think about something else? One of the reasons that I love what I do is because I am fascinated by human behavior. Other people's as well as my own. <laughs> Whenever I have a reaction to something, I want to know why I have that reaction. And so I tend to think about what I do and what other people do a lot. And I think there's a really productive way of doing this. And I think there's a really detrimental, negative, non-productive way of doing this. And judging and beating ourselves up and doing the same to others around us can be a huge time waster. Think about the time that you spend getting ready in the morning. Do you spend any of that time judging the way that you look, judging your body, judging things about your hair? 
judging the jiggle on your arms, your legs, whatever it is. It could actually be making you take longer to get ready. But even if it's not taking you longer to get ready, it is taking up that mental energy that you could spend boosting yourself up to have a really productive day. I don't know about you, but there have been times where I've spent a lot of time judging and beating myself up for things that happened so far in the past. Things that, you know, the blood of Jesus has already covered, things that I've already been forgiven for. And yet there have been times where I've found myself ruminating and judging myself for some of these things that are just completely in the past. What's going on with us mentally impacts and affects our time management. As a matter of fact, I think time management has less to do with creating a perfect schedule, which I can do all day long, (laughs) and more to do with mind management. Time management is really mind management and emotional management. So whenever we're spending a lot of time judging ourselves and judging others, it impacts not only the way that we feel, but the way that we spend our time. And number five is similar to that in that it's regretting and worrying. And let me be clear, I think we should all aim to learn from our past. Jim Rohn has this great quote. I don't remember the exact words, but it's something along the lines of, you can use your past as a club to beat yourself up or a school to teach you to help you move forward. Now, if you really want to waste time, you can combine both regret and worry, which I have done. So just so you know, if you're if you're doing this or if you've done this, you are in good company. But, you know, recognizing it and being being aware of it is the first step to being able to change it, right? And so sometimes we regret things we did in the past. We think about the mistakes that we've made, and then we worry about the effects that they're going to have in the future. This is a double whammy. When we're spending time in regret and worry and regret and more worry, I want you to think about what you're doing. And if you're thinking whatever thoughts you're thinking that are causing you to feel regret, Whenever you're having whatever thoughts that are causing you worry, what are you doing? My guess is you're probably not doing the thing that you need to do, probably not doing the thing that you're called to do. Most likely, if you're anything like me, you're doing one of those avoidant behaviors that we talked about in number two. Now, the Bible tells us not to be worried, not to be anxious, and I fully agree with that. However, I do find it difficult to just shut off the worry and just shut off the anxiety. I, sometimes we try to just sweep it under the rug because we don't want to feel it and we know we're not supposed to be worried. We know we're not supposed to be anxious. So we just want to sweep it under the rug and ignore it. Well, a lot of times that's what makes it worse. I've found that addressing the anxiety, addressing worry, addressing regret, actually shining a light on it instead of retreating from it and trying to pretend that it doesn't exist is way more helpful. In particular, sharing it with the Lord through prayer. Saying, this is how I feel. This is this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm regretting. This is what I'm scared about. And I, I have another episode that I will link where I talk about writing down your worries and how that can be really helpful as well. Number six, this is the last one on this list, but of course, these are not all the things that steal our time. These are just some common behaviors that I see with my clients. Number six is disorganization. Here's the thing. If you came to my house, you'd be like, wow, you're talking about disorganization, Kayla? Wow. (laughs) You might be a little bit surprised. But here's the deal. Your house does not need to look like Pinterest, but it needs to be functional. It needs to be functional for your brain, for your lifestyle, for your season of life. 
whatever that looks like, I can tell a huge difference in how I manage my time, how productive I am, and how I feel by if I'm organized or if I'm disorganized. And for me, my level of organization, when I feel organized, may seem like a disaster to some people, but I need to have things in a place where it works. Otherwise, you're losing things. You don't have clothes, you know, washed and ready whenever you need to have them. You don't have papers and documents when you need to have them. You don't have things that you need for clients. You don't know how to find things. You know what I mean? This can steal so much time just looking for things or recreating things. Being functionally organized is extremely important. Now, random side note, I'm actually a certified organizational expert, which is hilarious to me. I consider myself kind of a naturally messy person, but I've gotten more organized as I've gotten older. I've just had to as I've as I've had more things in my life to manage with my business, my home, my children, homeschool, all the things, right? You have to have some level of organization. And so as I was personally working to become more organized, I decided, you know what, I'll just go ahead and take this course so I can really delve into it. It was a short course. I took it from Cass. I think her last name is Aronson from Clutterbug. And one of the things that really helped me as far as organization goes was learning my organizational type. And if I can find the link to the quiz, I will put it down below as well. I learned that I am someone that likes to not see my stuff and I need big kind of macro organizing type containers. Just learning that alone helped me organize so many things. I also learned that trying to organize in a way that works for other people or that looks Pinterest worthy was actually making me set myself up for failure instead of recognizing my natural tendencies and realizing what's really important for me and my brain and what needs to happen for it to last long term versus just one day. Whenever you look at all six of these things, it's not hard to see how someone could easily waste two, three, four, five hours plus a day. While I'm somebody that loves time management tools, I love planners, all of that stuff, I feel like we spend a lot of time looking to those external tools to help us make better use of our time when it's these six behaviors that are more internal that are really causing our time to be sucked away. So I want to invite you to take a look at these six and identify which ones are wasting your time right now. You may be surprised at how just recognizing it, acknowledging it, and becoming aware of it can help you start to change because that's always the beginning of the process. So whether you feel like there just are not enough hours in a day and you need to get some of your time back, or maybe you just want to make better use of your time and feel really great whenever you lay your head down on the pillow at night, I hope that these six things give you a place to start to make that happen. Have a wonderful, fruitful, productive week, and we'll talk soon. Hey, thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon. Oh,